January 30th Revolutionary Sports Show. Corey out here helping people find where barbers are at. Guy just came up and asked him. But anyways, I'm Brian Duchesne. And I'm Corey Sullivan. Welcome to another semi-weekly edition of the Revolutionary Sports Show. And Corey, get us started with some NHL. So I want to get you kicked off. You know, you know a lot more about the NHL than I do. And Barry Milrose can't be the only guy to do NHL. So, But, but before you do this, I got to know. Can you ice skate? <laughs> I can. I'm all right. I can't, you know, race anybody or stop on a dime like Matt Duchesne or any of these other guys. How about you? Do you are you a good ice skater? Are you? Do you and your girl go out ice skating a lot? She actually refuses because she's not very good. But uh, yeah, I like to ice skate. I can go pretty fast. Stopping's not my strong <laughs> spot. But you know, if uh, all else fails, just run into the boards and you're good. So. <laughs> All right, so let's get into a little NHL. We got the Eastern Division leaders in the Atlantic, the Florida Panthers, the Metropolitan Division, Washington Capitals. In the Western side, we have the Chicago Blackhawks leading surprise, the Central. Surprise, there. And in the Pacific, we have the LA Kings. Now that we're here at the halfway point, you know, the All-Star game's getting ready to start. Who do you think has the most favorable finish to the season, or who do you think has the ability to come up and overtake some of these giants in the league right now? Honestly, I'm surprised that the Panthers are even where they're at because when you told me they were in first place, I was like, what? Panthers, they never really do anything. So now that they're actually like emerging as a, a favorite, I don't think you can really sleep on Detroit as coming off and making the playoffs or doing something toward the end of the season. But they kind of scare me a little bit because they're fine, but they're not real good right now. They make it to the shootouts and they can't finish the job. Once they get to the shootouts, they can't finish it in overtime. So say it's a close game and you know Detroit goes to overtime, it could be trouble in the playoffs. So if they're playing close games, they're not pulling out those close games as of late. So I think as long as they get that together and they figure things out, they could be fine. So keep an eye on the Red Wings and you know maybe the Ducks. Is that a little bias, you know, as a Red Wings fan? You think well, of course it is, but, <laughs> I mean. But they're pretty good. They made the playoffs the last, I think, 25 years, something like that, so. It's not bad. You can't sleep on them there. Um, as far as the rest of the stuff goes, I honestly have only been watching the Red Wings, so that's why I can give analysis. But, you know, the Blackhawks are always super good, and every time I watch the Blackhawks, they're winning, so. Honestly, I think the Blackhawks are going to be tough to beat. The Minnesota Wild, they're decent, but I don't really see them going anywhere once they get to the playoffs as well. So, I mean, the division leaders are looking pretty well right now, but I don't really see anybody else just coming out of nowhere and taking over the divisions or anything like that. But individually, Patrick Kane is a beast. killing everybody. Do you think he's the midseason MVP right now? And what do you think of a guy like Alex Ovechkin or somebody else right now, although he may not have the most points, you know, his team's in first place? Or, you know, how do you feel that the midseason MVP is shaking out and who do you think will have it by the end of the year? Well, I think Ovechkin kind of gets the, I don't really want to say like the overrated vote, but he's always been kind of the focal point, him and Crosby, ever since they've entered the league. So people are going to give them more of a look than they would, say, Patrick Kane or, you know, even some of the guys on the all-star team or the Olympic team for the USA but um, I mean even like there's good Swedish players Russian players out there but it just seems like it's Ovechkin and it's Crosby all the time so personally I think it'd be cool if Patrick Kane <clears throat> ended up getting the MVP and I think you got to look more at 
the stats rather than where the team's at because obviously he's going to help his team. He's one of the best, but you can't give him the MVP based on how well his team does when he doesn't have the best stats. It's like a Felix Hernandez situation. Yeah. You look at how well the team does as opposed to how ZRA is. It's not really fair that way. So me, I think you just got to look at the stats and how well they're playing, what their plus minus is and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, Ovechkin, sure, good player, but I just don't think you can favor him for being Ovechkin. Yeah. So do you think Kane will get it? Or do you have somebody else in mind that could possibly take it? You know, I don't know. I think Kane could probably do it. Um, but outside of that, it's kind of hard to pick somebody. Dotsuk is having a good year with Detroit, not really MVP status right now because MVP probably is going to be from a division winner. But As it should be. Yeah, I mean, and I don't see Detroit winning a division at all. They'll make the playoffs as far as I'm concerned, but Dotsuk, dirty, same type Ovechkin thing. But, you know, and I don't really know anyone major on the Panthers that I can pick for an MVP, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody from the Panthers will win it. But we were talking about majors, and speaking of majors, the Australian Open for the women, anyways, just got wrapped up this morning or last night. You know, we're from wherever you're listening in the world, and uh, you know Serena really choked that one away. She's I've been staying up for the last two weeks till about 3 a.m. I didn't know you were such a fan. <laughs> hoping to see Serena tie Steffi Graf with 22 titles, which is crazy. You know, you think of the great male title winners and you know the Djokovic, Federer, Nadal, all those guys, Sampras, you know they're in the low teens maybe 10 and Serena is going for 22 which is pretty crazy. She faced Angelique Kerber and uh, she just didn't have it. It was it was crazy to see her struggle like she did this morning or last night wherever however you choose to see it. She just didn't have it. Too many unforced errors and she hadn't lost a set the whole entire tournament until this morning, and then she just, too much nerves, couldn't hit shots where she needed to hit them with her forehand, and it just didn't look good. How do you feel the men will end up tonight? Uh, Murray faces Djokovic. It'll be one versus two, as it always should be. Who do you think is going to take it? I think it's a toss-up. Murray says that he's pretty confident that he can come out and win. Djokovic has been consistently a very good player, and even against Nadal, which, Nadal, where are you at now? Lost in the first round. Could we queue up Justin Bieber, where are you now? <laughs> but, I mean, as far as the match goes, like you said, it's a one versus two. It's like a Super Bowl when you have two one seeds in there, like we do now, but that's a little bit of a different story with Denver and Carolina. <laughs> but I think Andy Murray can do it. I would have to pick Djokovic personally because I've seen him play more and I've seen him just rip people apart, which Murray does sometimes, but I think Murray's a little more inconsistent than Djokovic is. So I think as long as Djokovic doesn't come out and pull a Serena and he can't control his shots and whatever, then he'll lose if he can't pinpoint where he's hitting it and he's missing the lines. But as well as he's played, you know, the last, I don't even know how many years, I want to say... He's only 28. 2010, 2011, he emerged as one of the greats, and now he's still going. So I can't sleep on Djokovic. He's going to be my pick personally, but you think Murray can do it? 
No, I don't think Murray can do it. I've been watching Djokovic, and Djokovic is just another level of beast. He's so athletic, so flexible, and it's amazing, the power that he has. He dominated Roger Federer, which I'm still very sad about. I love Federer. Uh, watching him and the dog go at it for years and years was amazing. But now that Djokovic is on the scene, there's not really anybody to challenge him, especially now that he just dominated Federer a couple of days ago. It wasn't even close. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody in the tennis world was looking forward to that matchup, and, and Federer just didn't show up. Djokovic was just unstoppable. And uh, Murray, while he's the number two player in the world, he just doesn't have it to me. You know, he never – he plays well, but – he almost lost this the last round, and he doesn't play well under pressure. Yeah, you just when you're going up against the best in the world, you have to be on the tip top of your game. You have to be dominating everyone. You have to be what, where Serena was at prior to this matchup, and I don't see Murray there. He's had a lot of long matches. Djokovic has had a lot of time to rest, and you know, rested best player in the world. How do you beat that? You know, it's pretty, it's darn near impossible, and. And he's just coming off one of the best years in his career. He's only 28 years old. I highly doubt that Murray's stopping him. But, you know, we'll see tonight. You never know. Serena was playing great. Looked like nobody could stop her. And, you know, anything can happen in the championship. You don't know. You can't estimate what nerves are going to do or how good you're going to hit your forehand or backhand or what's going to be off or on. And it all depends. But I just don't see Murray as the champion that I see Djokovic at. and doesn't have that killer instinct to know how to finish out a game and I think that uh, it'll be an easy one for Djokovic. I'd have to agree with that but if somebody were to give you Kerber or Williams who would you have picked going into that? Oh I mean every single time you could give me anybody in the history of tennis male or female and I'm taking Serena. She's just <laughs> she's just a different animal and, and uh, her strength and ability to get angles and to balls that are you know out of anybody else's range is incredible and to not only get to the ball out of range but to place it perfectly where she wants it to go is, is amazing and for some reason she didn't have that last night but usually um, I mean you don't get to 21 titles without you know being amazing from time to time and she she always shows flashes and it's second nature to her so like I'll take her LeBron over situation he goes like 20 and 10 and he has a slow game and I think that's Serena she Loses two sets, wins one, and both that she lost were 6-4, 6-4, and everyone says she didn't have it because she wasn't very good, which she lost, sure, but she still won yeah. four games in a set each time that she lost. And I think she, that's a little disrespectful to put LeBron, or to put Serena in a conversation with LeBron. I mean, she has almost 22 titles, not two, <laughs> you know, so. But LeBron only gets one shot a year which that's true that's true so no. Serena would be in a worse situation but she's you know she's a proven champion she is the best to ever do it for sure and LeBron oh, yeah. is not not there yet I don't think he'll ever be there but that's for another day we'll see what happens we want to get into uh, some NFL action Super Bowl coming up next week but before that actually we had the Pro Bowl this week and uh the old days, they used to do NFC versus AFC, and NFC would usually win because they have the Seahawks. So <laughs> it was a little unfair, so they switched it up to this Irvin and Rice, two of the best receivers to ever do team it. Team Rice versus Team Sanders they a couple are years ago. the captains, and they make you sit in front of a TV for three hours watching who they pick, and, and John Gruden's there at the end giving this amazing analysis on why this guy was a good pick. And at the end of it all, they don't even pick a punter. So, 
I want to know why nobody picked Johnny Hecker first round because I had to text my man to see what team he was on. I watched the whole thing just to see what team he'd be on so I knew who to root for. And I was sold, actually, on the very first pick after they picked Russell Wilson. I was like, that's the guy from my heart right there. But how do you feel about this draft pick Pro Bowl thing? Or do you think that they should go back to NFC versus AFC? Or how do you think they should do the Pro Bowl? You know, I think it's absolutely garbage what they've done so far. Um, they have this whole reasoning about protecting the players and making it safer. Nobody really tried in the first place. So now they're shrinking the goalpost, so it's going to be impossible to even kick a field goal to encourage you to go for it, which is absolutely stupid. And then they're going to have no contact on the quarterback or no blitzing. What's the point in even playing and having some of these defensive ends make the Pro Bowl if they're not going to be able to blitz the quarterback? And then they have these other rules that are just no kickoffs. You can't flash any skills like Tyler Lockett. He's not going to be yeah. taking kickoffs back for touchdowns. So, I mean, it's, it's just gotten so dumb. And I think the NFL is doing the right thing, trying to protect the players. But I say keep the rules the same. You know, have a rule that if you wrap up the quarterback, he's down. Just don't take him to the ground. But there should be blitzing legal. And it's just this whole Team Urban versus Team Sanders. Every year I'd watch the Pro Bowl and be like, you know, or Team Rice, I guess, versus Team Urban. It was Sanders a couple years back. But I'd watch the the Pro Bowl every year and root for the NFC because I actually had players that I was interested in. Calvin Johnson was there for years and you know all the Seahawks players were on the NFC so I was like hey you know I can get down with this watch the NFC win but now it's Tyler Lockett versus Russell Wilson and I think it was was it Bobby Wagner versus yeah Russell Wilson yeah and Sherman Sherman's on Russell's team so it's just really boring because you watch the game and you can't pick somebody to root for now because yeah, your players are all scattered apart. And, you know, like you said, Johnny Hecker not picked because they're not even going to need him because they're <laughs> they're not going to focus on special teams at all. They're just going to not play defense. They're just going to get picked apart the full game, both teams, and it's pretty much going to come down to the last drive because it'll be 65-64 to 64 right in the end. By the way, Johnny's on Team Rice for those of you are trying to choose a team personally don't tell Johnny but I think I'm team Irvin that's where Russell and Sherman reside and uh, AJ Green I'm really excited to see what Russell could do with a tier one receiver no disrespect to Doug Baldwin Doug, uh, Baldwin Doug Baldwin's tier one is a baller but I think that AJ Green is a little bit better than Doug Baldwin a little bit but Doug Baldwin is a one double X Okay. Anyway. He's the FCS. <laughs> anyway, regardless, I think that they should just scrap the Pro Bowl altogether. Ooh. I understand keeping players healthy, but now with all these rules, you're changing the integrity of the game. It's not worth going to see it. If I don't get to see J.J. Watt at his finest, then I'm just watching those guys practice. I'm not going to pay to take my family to Hawaii to pay to go get into the game, to pay to get into all the fan festivities to watch garbage practice. There's <laughs> yeah. no way I'm paying that price to watch practice. We're talking about practice. Talking not, about practice. Not even man. a real game. Not a game. You know, I don't get to see somebody get laid out. Let's you know, so let's say I wasn't Sean a fan Taylor of, did it back in the day. Yeah. Crushed Brian Mormon. Crushed him. 
but we'll never get to see that. I mean, maybe once or twice in the backfield, but not on a quarterback, not on a kickoff, not on a kick return, nothing. Not on a receiver. So it's just, at this point, it's just not worth it. Like, why are we, you know, what what are we watching? People usually don't watch the Pro Bowl anyway, and this is the exact reason why. they switched. This is why it's the most declined invite of all time this yeah. year. It's too boring. They know? switched no it up from NFC it. and AFC when it was decent. And then they switched it the year, the week after the Super Bowl to the week before the Super Bowl because nobody was watching it, and there was no news the week before the Super Bowl. And we know how the NFL hates when there's no NFL news. Like, man, these guys make up a story every single year. But anyways, back to the topic. So they always change these rules to make sure more people watch them, and then they take away the whole reason that people watch it. It's, you know, you want to watch the NBA All-Star Game, you want to see somebody get dunked on. You want to see... You know, somebody go for 9,000 points. That's why you Meta World Peace beat up some fans. <laughs> That's why you go watch these All-Star games. So when you see it, you know, like an NHL All-Star game, nobody wants to see a 0-0, no checking, no fighting, no nothing. They That's, did the same thing with the NHL. They went with <laughs> team whatever versus team legend. It's the legend picks and stupid. And so, there's, I mean, there's really no point at this point. Um, the players don't go. The fans don't watch. I mean, what's the point of putting your body on the line? Uh, I, I can't remember the last time anybody got hurt at the Pro Bowl. I don't think that anybody has. Uh, somebody might, I'm sure somebody will check my math on that. But I just don't see the benefit of going to the Pro Bowl if nobody's watching. If the NFL thinks that there's all these injury risks that could happen, why would you put your body on the line for something that doesn't matter? That, you know, guys like Earl Thomas pass up on. They're like, eh, you know, I know I got voted in, but no, nah, I'm not going to pass. Uh, Earl's situation is a little different. I don't think that he didn't, not that he didn't deserve the Pro Bowl bid, but I think that he got into the Pro Bowl based more off of his name and his production in the past than what he did this year. And that, that doesn't take anything away from what he did this year. I think he had a fine year great year obviously we you know we played the maybe the future world champs this postseason but you know it wasn't vintage Earl that we have seen from years past but back to what I was talking about in the first place Super Bowl we got the Denver Broncos versus Carolina Panthers this could be Peyton Manning's last Super Bowl it could be so. his last game ever I think so could be Cam's start to a great career could choke in the Super Bowl. You never know. He could LeBron it. You never know. Here we are. Two of the great defenses. Best of each division by far. Number one, each division. Home field advantage. Who do you got? Well, 95% of the money bet in Vegas favors Carolina, which is crazy. And yes. they're, I think, I want to say they're five and a half point fit picks. Five and a half point picks in some casinos already which I always use the argument as Denver's defense being super solid, but when you look at it, they were hyped up. They had a good defense when they played Seattle, and Seattle picked them apart. Now you have Cam Newton and... And they have the number one offense of all time, if I do remember correctly. I mean, now they have Cam Newton and a solid defense led by Luke Keekley, Who's been balling. And I just... It's hard to pick against Carolina. I really really hope that Carolina doesn't win just because I'm not a Cam Newton fan personally. I know people say he does a lot in the community, whatever, I should root for him. I'm not rooting for him. I can't do it. Even though John Elway is not my favorite guy, I think his ego is huge, I have to pick Elway over Cam Newton as far as 
the egos go and you know watching Cam throw that 12th man flag just kind of pushed me over the edge more than I already was over the edge so I'm gonna have to go with Carolina as my realistic pick and as my dreaming to Neverland pick I'm going with Denver but you know I I just don't see Denver beating them but I hope to God that they do yeah I will agree with you on some I do not like that Cam threw the 12th man flag although in Cam's defense obviously a Seahawks fan had the flag and threw it at Cam and so he plays for the Panthers. He's not going to, you know, oh, fold it back up and hand it back to you. But he didn't throw it to him. He held it over the uh, side, Yeah, but he, right? he waved it in front of him. He taunted him. He taunted Cam with it. But then Cam should have stopped and taken a picture I mean, with it. Regardless. Said, we beat him. <laughs> regardless of how Cam handled the situation, he just won the, the biggest game of his career. You know, the team that he could not beat. He could not never, ever, ever beat the Seahawks, especially when it mattered. Knock him out of the playoffs two times. This would have been the third time. The Seahawks had a great comeback. He obviously causing Cam a lot of stress. He was up 31 nothing. won the game by what? Seven points. Seahawks almost came back. Came within a, you know, onside kick from coming back and potentially winning that. Not potentially. They would have won that game if they would have got oh, yeah. I mean, they had everything rolling for oh, them, yeah. obviously, in the second half. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Seahawks are out of it. Panthers are playing great right now. Uh, Cam is playing great right now. Five touchdowns, one pick. Playing mistake-free pretty much throughout the playoffs has dominated the NFC West, obviously, killed the Cardinals. Cardinals didn't even look like they deserved to be in the playoffs. Carson Palmer was looking awful. Which he did the last however many games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I He mean, played fine against Green Bay, but against Seattle, he looked the exact same. Yeah, he took himself out of the MVP the race. And, uh, yeah, Cam's been balling uh, a lot thanks to Greg Olson. But, uh, you know, I really don't know how you beat the Panthers. They're 15-1. They lost one game to Atlanta. That was, you know, I think a fluke game. Atlanta had a hot start to the season. I think they started 4-0. But, and obviously... And before you knew it, they were 7-7 seven and seven or whatever 12. it was. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. pretty much. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you shut down Greg Olson, Panthers win. You have to shut down Cam Newton. The defense is amazing. Luke Keekley. Two games in a row, pick sixes. He's playing out of his mind. Norman's playing great. Uh, Thomas Davis hurt himself last game, uh, broke his arm, I believe. And but I think I believe he's he's gonna try to play on it, which is crazy. Uh, similar to what uh, pretty much the whole Seahawks secondary did last year in the Super Bowl. Yep. But uh, Bam Bam Cam with a torn. ACL, I believe. Yeah, was, you know, so Sherman couldn't even play after the Packers game with his arm. Couldn't even move his arm in the last quarter there. Uh, Earl had a bionic Rob Gronkowski <laughs> arm on. It was, the Seahawks were looking real bad in the Super Bowl, but... Uh, Still should have won. You know, I think that Carolina's looking great right now. Denver also playing great. Um, I love all the slander that Peyton Manning is receiving from... Uh, so-called analysts that are saying, you know, he's washed up, he can't yep. do this. When he just single-handedly pretty much beat the Patriots. You know, you look yeah. at that game, two touchdowns, you know, the, the game before against the Steelers, he didn't have any touchdowns, and all of the defense saved him, and, you know, Peyton was able to move the ball but couldn't get it in the end zone, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, you know, fast forward to the next week where you're playing the Patriots, the number one team in the NFL, or actually number one team in the AFC. Uh, they don't win that game without Peyton. Two touchdowns, they only had, what, like 20 points, so there's no other touchdowns. Uh, C.J. Anderson, 
I don't know why I'm not a CJ Anderson fan. I'm not either. I'm not sold on him at all. And it's not even anything that he did. I don't know the guy. I've never met him, but it's just something about him I just do not he's like. Inconsistent. I just don't like CJ Anderson. But he's, you know, he's not doing terrible. He's getting, you know, like 70 yards, giving his team decent field position. But you have to give Peyton credit where credit's due. And right now. Uh, they benched him for a week Brock Osweiler, which is that's neither here nor there. He's Dude's starting, like seven eight. <laughs> he started finally, came back, playing great. I think that Peyton has what it takes to win this. Uh, Von Miller is also just like Luke Keekley playing out of his mind. He had great back-to-back -back plays against the Patriots. And as for as much credit as I give Peyton on offense, I give just the same amount of credit for Von Miller on defense. Oh yeah. And, He's a beast. Watching DeMarcus him. Ware, too. Yeah. I mean, watching him last week, he got a sack on Tom Brady. And they almost got a sack on Tom Brady. Tom Brady whipped around, threw some garbage up, and we got an incompletion. The very next play, drops back, picked off. And that's just Von Miller. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I don't think that the Seahawks will pony up the money to get him. No but. Way. Amazing, amazing player for sure. And uh, the way he's playing, I you can't write the Broncos off. It's going to be a close game. I don't think it'll be a blowout like you've seen Carolina doing to all the other teams. And although the Seahawks game was only seven points, it was a blowout. It was 31-0 at halftime, and it took a great Russell Wilson and the rest of the team half to even come close. But it was a blowout, let's be honest. And uh, Carol or Carolina, the Cardinals, it was, it was no chance. And... The Broncos, while it doesn't look good for them, uh, Panthers are growing stronger. Cam is receiving all the hate, and I feel like the more he gets hated, the more he thrives off of that. Yeah. I, I want either to win. I would. I love Cam Newton. I like his game. He he's a winner, obviously. But uh, I also love Peyton. I love to see, you know, legends in the game succeed. And if this is how Peyton goes out, just like Elway did, then I'm all for that. And, uh, you know, I think it'll be a great Jerome game. Jerome Bettis status? Yeah, it'll be a great game. And, uh, man, there'll be nothing better for Peyton, especially for his, you know, when they're talking about the conversation between him and Tom Brady, who's the best ever. It'll be great to see, you know, Peyton go out with just more than one Super Bowl and to be a, a second-time Super Bowl winner with all the odds against him and uh, to knock off one of the best defenses of this generation right now. Yep. have to agree. Sticking with the NFL, the drug policy, I'm not sure I really agree with this. This is just a straight-up debate right now, throwing it out there, doing a little segment. Now, Roger Goodell has made it very clear he doesn't agree with people smoking marijuana, and he suspends them for it. But when you got Patriots players using synthetic marijuana that is made in a factory and sprayed with who knows what? Chandler, talking to you. <laughs> Following his, his bro down that path. John Bones Jones. Bones Jones. And then you have Derek Coleman, who allegedly did it. I'm not saying that he did, but according to a police report, that's why he rolled his car. Neither one of them got suspended or sanctioned because the NFL doesn't have it on the banned substance list. So is that a fair thing to suspend guys for smoking real natural marijuana and letting synthetic marijuana go under the table? I think that everyone should be able to smoke weed. I really don't see what the problem is. Um, and to be honest, 
even Goodell knows that players still smoke weed. It's not a, it's no secret. It's no secret that NBA players, NFL players, MLB players. I mean, how many times does Josh Hamilton get caught doing coke before he realizes he's not the only person doing coke? You know? <laughs> Ron Washington doing it with him. Exactly. You know? So, my thing is, this these players, it's their money, they're doing whatever they want with it. Do I condone, you know, everybody doing coke? No, I do not. Do I condone everyone smoking weed? Yeah, I mean, I really don't see what the problem is. It's, you know, it's, if that's what they choose to do with their money and their own time, it doesn't affect their play. Or even if it does, that's their prerogative. You know, it's what's the difference between them smoking weed or them not following their diet or you know, with whatever they do to not be at the top of their game. That is up to them. They don't get suspended for well, you didn't go to our nutritionist at this time. You skipped this meeting, and. It just doesn't make any sense. If that's what they want to do, you know, if that helps them with whatever their issues is after a game or in the offseason, then, you know, more power to you. Do, should Josh Gordon have got suspended for a whole year? A whole year for smoking some weed? No way. One year? That's crazy. You know, nobody in history has that. You know, there's no politicians that get a crazy sentence for, you know, prostitutes or drugs. It's And it's like... What kind of standard are you holding Josh Gordon to? He likes to smoke weed. Big deal, you know? He's not out doing crazy stuff. <laughs> but yet Adam Pacman Jones is still in the league That's after what I'm saying, man. domestic abuse charges like seven times. We all have to apply Pacman Jones to make a career out of all the legal issues that he has, and he's still playing as a pro bowler, I believe. Yep. And he's, uh, Brandon Marshall is another yeah, prime example. I love Brandon Marshall. He, he's good. Baby T.O. Prime example. But yeah, uh... Adam Pacman Jones has to be probably the best cornerback of all time, or <laughs> secondary player of all time because, but all the stuff that he's done, he's still balling in the league. So teams are just like, you know what? We really don't like what you do in the public eye, but man, you are good. <laughs> so more power to Pacman Jones. But you know, Josh Gordon, Derek Coleman. I'm not sure this whole Derek Coleman situation. Should he a felony for a hit and run? Uh, Probably, I don't know. I mean, I don't know all the facts. It doesn't look good for him. Synthetic marijuana did a player role. Potentially, I don't know. I don't smoke synthetic marijuana, so I couldn't tell you. Uh, Chandler Jones, he you know turned himself in or whatever because he was tripping, but hospitalized him. Yeah. Uh, Come on now. So that's another thing. But that's the thing with the NFL is your rules are way too strict. You got guys smoking. They don't even know what they're smoking. They just don't want to get caught with it. Just let them smoke regular. And even if they do get caught with it, they know that they can't. Just let him smoke the regular game. weed. I mean, look at Tim Linscombe. He was the best in the game when he was smoking weed. Now he can't smoke weed. He sucks. Michael Phelps, same yeah, way. Yeah, smoking weed all the time. You know, he's the best swimmer of all time. So, obviously, there's some superpowers in weed. Let him smoke. <laughs> I mean, I either think that you need to let him do it so these guys aren't going to find other ways to smoke oregano or whatever they're smoking. <laughs> but, or... You just need to have it be consistent as you're getting suspended for this, you're going to get an equal sentence for the synthetic stuff, or even worse, because you're harming yourself more yeah. by smoking this garbage that, I don't know, I just think the NFL is way over their head, and Roger Goodell doesn't know how to handle a whole bunch of stuff, so he's going to try to sanction as much as he can, but there's going to be loopholes there. So I think, yeah, 
coke, heroin, whatever, that's a suspension for sure. It just bothers me right. that weed and heroin, or I mean, I don't know anybody that does heroin. Maybe they do heroin in the NFL or any league, I don't know. But, you know, there's race car drivers that do coke and, and everyone's all worried about these street drugs and nobody really cares about HGH or steroids, you know, yeah, concussions, things that are really affecting the game, you know what I mean? I don't think that weed has ever just given somebody that Popeye strength to just crush somebody on a kickoff, you know? Maybe it gave them a concussion, you know? <laughs> you know somebody might have snuck into a donut shop at 2 in the morning and uh, stole a couple donuts around this area in Seattle that we won't talk about, but Nothing crazy has happened, you know, this this whole thing with Derek Coleman is, we'll see how that shakes out, but there's no real breaking news that happens with somebody on weed, usually, I mean, if Derek... Unless you're driving with it, then you can get a DUI, that's a different story. I mean, if Derek Coleman is making the national news about it, let's be real, you know, there's, uh, there's definitely somebody way better than Derek Coleman on some HGH right now, but I digress, uh, yeah, they focus on things that... Not that it doesn't matter. A hit and run is a serious offense, and Derek Coleman should pay for what he did. But you shouldn't blame weed or synthetic. Synthet weed. Maybe synthetic weed. I don't know. I haven't done the research on it, but definitely Syn not synthetic weed. weed is, is I've not done the research on weed, and I'm, you know, don't blame weed for what Derek Coleman is doing. There's there's plenty but, of people that smoke weed that got in crashes or or sat on the couch. <laughs> synthetic weed is. 10 times more dangerous though and these guys are getting away with it exactly you know there's rarely any crazy things that happen with somebody on weed you know some food might be gone but that's about it back to what i was talking about in baseball you know they're catching guys doing coke and and, and it, it, it's not a lot so i won't i won't throw ceiling under the bus but there's guys that are affecting the game hgh you know I read an article the other day, it was talking about how concussions rose this year, the most in history, uh, way more than last year, and the strength and ability of these players coming in or, or have been here for a while is affecting this game way more than weed or, or Adderall or any other drug, and you know, the NFL just is a joke. They choose the stories that they want written about their league and nobody talks about the concussions they don't care that uh, by the way that will smith movie is a great movie for anybody that hasn't seen it concussion i still gotta see it yeah you definitely gotta go see it. it's a very informative movie and uh you know it, it lawrence phillips uh a guy for the the rams back in the day he uh went crazy and died and uh if you watch that movie you see that the correlation of a concussion that kills these guys it's a disease it's you know it's it strangles your brain and i, and I don't want to give away the movie because it's a great movie and, and you definitely got to go see it and i'm surprised that it didn't get an oscar nomination will smith played a great great role uh, i saw the revenant I, I had to see it to see what the fuss was about and leo played a great role as well um the movie wasn't spectacular as i expected it to be although i do love leo so I'm glad that, you know, hopefully he wins this one to finally get an Oscar. But I am disappointed that Will didn't get consideration because I think Will played a great role. So, you know, if you haven't seen that, I'm not getting paid by anybody from the concussion 
crew. That's not what I heard. <laughs> but uh, they're paying them millions to promote They'll it. They'll see that, and uh, yeah, it'll explain a lot. You know, it's, it's very informative, and I can see. You know, when it first came out, I could see there was a lot of oh, the NFL doesn't support this movie, and I was like, oh, that's just garbage. You know, it's just you know more publicity. But after watching the movie, I can definitely see uh, the NFL would not like that movie at no. all, not at all. And uh, you know, it made me think about you know someday if I have kids that I might not let them play football. Yeah, might not let them play football or, or any you know contact head-on collision sports. So. No bobsledding? Yeah. <laughs> the concussions are way, way, way more important than these synthetic drugs or whatever Johnny Manziel is doing on a Friday night. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a shame that the NFL or, or these journalists or analysts or whatever they like to call themselves don't cover things that are actually important. You know, you know how guys are doing, how the vets in the game are doing and and more than just the Elways it's you know the Lawrence Phillips of the world the guys that don't get the publicity that are really struggling didn't make a whole lot of money and you know are are close to ending their life or somebody else's because of the injuries that these concussions have caused them yeah and I think that the rules you've seen a lot more knee injuries this year too because the NFL bans hitting high so people hit low they blow out the people's knees then they ban hitting low so either way, you're going to get a penalty hitting them high or low for a low hit or a high hit. So it's, it's not right at the numbers. What are you supposed to do? And I think the NFL has like overly thought about this just like everything else. And you know, just like the Pro Bowl, they, they overthought that. They overthought all these injuries. They overthought all the rules. And you know, now they know that they're pretty, pretty screwed. But hey, Maybe these guys are getting concussions. Maybe you should let them smoke some weed to, to get through them, right? Yeah, maybe that's the cure for these concussions. Let them smoke some weed. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if weed just cured everything. It's a cure-all. I mean, one of these days it'll be probably legal federally. And then at that point, the NFL probably won't have much of an option, right? It should be. I mean, all of the states that legalize marijuana are making hand over fist. So... The NFL should allow smoking. Serena played awful. Djokovic is probably going to win tonight. We'll find out. Kane is probably going to win the MVP for the NHL. Steph in the, is... Golden State Steph is the NBA. No point in watching Toronto the NBA. Raptors, though? No, there's nobody coming close in the NBA. The NBA is already <laughs> over. It's over. I don't know. You know, Draymond. That's what I want to talk about. Let's talk about the Warriors. So we're talking about the Warriors, and... The 95-96 Bulls, 72-10, Michael Jordan, Rodman, Pippen, Kukot, all-stars, all great players. The Warriors, Steph, Clay, Clay. and that's the thing. Draymond. Hold on. Before we talk about Draymond, that is, the, that is the exact thing that I want to talk about. When people talk about the Warriors, they say Steph Curry, which is absolutely true. Steph gonna go down as one of the greatest of all time could he be the greatest absolutely I think that he could pass Kobe Jordan LeBron magic all those guys if he keeps winning yeah absolutely clay great number two Pippen maybe has a nice three shot but Draymond third I hate how he is the third option Draymond is so amazing so underappreciated that it's disrespectful to think of him as a third option. Do I think Draymond could be 
a Steph Curry on, a, on another team? No, I do not. I think that his role as the Lance Stevenson was to the Pacers is perfect for him. This is the perfect team situation, and this, this is what happens when you're a great player playing in a great system for a great team, and everybody's head is, you know, you're accepting your role, and that's where Draymond is at right now. Draymond is, I think he could run a team, yes, but could he be a championship caliber player on a, on a good team? No. I don't think Draymond is going shot for shot with LeBron or, or, or Kobe in his prime or, or anything like that, and, and vice versa. If, if Draymond is not on that team, Steph is just a really good player. Like He's like James Harden, you know, he's a great player on a trash team that never makes playoffs. And not never makes playoffs, but just, you know, they're, they're in there as a seven seed, eight, six, you know, on a good year, they're four, four seed. But Draymond is just so great of a player, and it made me think, He's kind of like a Dennis Rodman without being a Dennis Rodman. You know, I don't want to ever say that somebody is Dennis Rodman. That Nobody <laughs> wants to be Dennis Rodman, off the court at least. But on the court, he does it all. He passes, great. Amazing, the best, de best defender on the team by far. No, not even, not even a conversation. Rebounds, and he hits all the shots. I mean, he only gets a couple. You got clay shooting, you yeah. got... You know, only so many shots to go around. Steph's putting up 900 points a game, <laughs> and there's Draymond putting up, you know, 20 and 10. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, he's just a, such a great underrated player that I'm, I'm sad that he will go down as that Dennis Rodman guy that you know for forever. Guys will talk about how great Steph Curry is, and and rightfully so. Steph is an amazing player, and and whenever and whenever somebody talks about the Pippen to you know, Steph, it'll be Clay. Clay and all, Clay is also a great shooter. He, you know, he can catch fire and go for 50, 60 a night. But Draymond is that guy that just will never get the love that he deserves. Together. He'll be that guy that I think he'll he'll be a Hall of Famer. I think that the journalists will vote him in that they recognize. Hopefully, that they recognize his strengths and his you know what he means to this Warriors team. But. I'm just sad that he'll go down as that number three guy that won't yeah. get the proper credit that he deserves because he is a great player and holds that team together. Yeah, they said he was too small coming out of college and he wouldn't do much. And everyone thought I was crazy when I said I'd base my team around Draymond Green. And now everyone's like, wow, Draymond Green. I told you. <laughs> Second round, State. That's your squad. Yep, second round draft pick. And I was hoping the Pistons were going to pick him up. But, you know, they got some... They got some ballers right now too, so I mean I'm not not hating on them. I think they got maybe Drummond instead of Draymond Green, which Drummond's pretty good. Yeah, you can't can't really argue with that. But Draymond Green kind of defying the odds. Everyone's like he's yeah. too small. He's not going to do anything in the NBA. Michigan State players never do. And then now I'm like, ha, <laughs> there gotcha. he is, Draymond, there my guy, is. Saginaw's finest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Draymond is is playing great, but. Uh... Michigan State. I was talking about Michigan State. You went to the game against Bama, I believe, right? How did that go? How was the trip? How about that? How, we know how the game went. How was the trip? <laughs> uh, it was pretty good. I mean, almost got in a fight with an Alabama fan before the game even started, so that was good. Um, other than that, you know, we went to a nightclub where the Dallas Cowboys DJ was performing, and that was fun, although he's a Buccaneers fan. What? So, <laughs> I mean, sorry, DJ SC, don't mean to throw you under the bus like that, but it's true. I mean, he's a Buccaneers <laughs> fan, and can't blame him, even though he's getting Jerry Jones money. Man, is he a Winston fan? I think so, yeah. Uh, we, we asked him about some 
Doug Martin. He's a big fan of Doug Martin. Who finally had a good year. Yep. I mean, you never know if he can stay healthy, but, you yeah. know, so it, it was a fun trip, you know, going around seeing Dallas and JFK Museum, Mavericks game, watch him get dunked on by Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis put up 31 and beat him. You saw the brow? <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he was in full swing, but, I mean, Dallas is a great city. Never been there before, and definitely a, a great trip. So, I mean, uh, although the game wasn't, I just wanted a touchdown, really. Yeah. And I thought they had it, but that pick at the end of the half just deflated them, and it was over after that. But it was a rough game. It was. It was a rough game to but watch. Cowboys Stadium, I guess now AT&T Stadium, great venue to watch a game, although I'm not a huge Cowboys fan whatsoever. It was a huge stadium. We probably went up, I don't know if I could put a number on it, but tons of stairs <laughs> to get up there, and it just kept going and going and going. We were in the 400 level, and it was crazy, but... Overall, a good experience. So, were there cheerleaders on the top of the the top level? Oh. No, they were all in the field. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, there was like a Michigan State party deck and an Alabama party deck, which we were on the Michigan State side, which is it was pretty. It was sweet, rough. But, I mean, it was. We were being as loud as we could, and you could tell we were the Seahawks fans because the everybody three else of us, was every, everybody else was sitting in their seat, quiet. Yeah, and we were yelling, and everyone was kind of turning around looking at us, and then eventually they were like, you know what? This is a good idea. Maybe we should join them. But We should cheer our team on, guys. Yeah. We should stand and cheer our team on, so, like, I mean, they, like they do in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we led the cheers. We led the chants, whatever, trying to keep the fans in it, but eventually the fans just lost hope like I did and left yeah. the stadium early. I can see that. I, I didn't that. want to see the trophy we presented to Alabama. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I could see that. I've definitely shut off a fair share of matches, fixtures, games, whatever you'd like to call them. Yeah, congrats to Alabama beating Clemson. Great game and looking forward to next year watching UW play Michigan State in the Rose Bowl. That'll be fun. Wow, UW. They're pretty good. I will give them that. Their defense is very good. They we got National Signing Day coming up on Wednesday. Should be a big day. Gonna be fun. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure UW already has the majority of the uh, big names already uh, on the board. There's a couple of names out there that, you know, maybe some four stars. Uh, I don't think any five stars, but uh, really their defense is short up. They they got a bunch of returning guys. They all had young. They have young guys. Uh, they even have young guys the year after this upcoming season. So. They're in great shape. A lot of returning starters, but you never know. You know, Arizona State was one of those teams that was coming up, had a bunch of returning starters, uh, even the returning quarterback, and uh, they tanked. So you, you just never know what's going to happen. So on paper, it looked great. Uh, I think that this team is focused. They're a, a different team than I've ever seen before. <laughs> they have to get the better offense. They really do. Miles Gaskin is a great running back, young guy. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, health is always a concern with Jake Browning. With everyone, Jake Browning. I do like Jake Browning. He's a very good quarterback. Uh, gets things done. But um, outside of uh, Browning, they don't. And Gaskin, they don't have a solid threat on offense that can really get them to where they need to go. And uh, they really need to focus their recruiting on that. And, and that's not a knock on their recruiting. Their recruiting has been great. Obviously, they've been pulling out. Four-star recruits from every corner of the earth. It's been crazy to see what they've been able to do. 
And uh, things are looking up for UW. See if Stanford can make the college football playoff next year. Open up the door for UW. Well, you got a good coach. coach. I like uh, David Shaw. And uh, oh, yeah. I also like uh, Chris Peterson. Peterson is a beast. You know, Risk taker for sure. Yeah, you don't get to that level without being a great coach. You know, he's yep. one of the most winningest coaches in history. And uh, he's been playing great. So, yep. good for him. That just about wraps it up for the January 30th edition of the Revolutionary Sports Show. Catch you next time. I'm Brian Duchesne. I'm Corey Sullivan. See you. Bye.